that's what we use uh, coffee for. That's what uh, that's I think that's why as I've gotten into beer and I've gotten into craft whiskey and, and spirits. It's it's all about um, being connected and that experience together. That's what all this is about for us. Okay, so we are in Tempe, Arizona at Adventurous Stills, hanging out with two-thirds, 66% of Adventurous Stills, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So welcome to Tap That AZ, brought to you by Arizona Food and Beer. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and I've got my co-host, Chris, the expert editor Dodson. I think we need to find a smoother name for him. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> editing that out. Yeah, that was bad. That was going to be something cool like I'm, the Black Panther, but no, it was no. the expert editor. I'm, I'm fine with just being your co-host, Chris. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Chris Dodson, my co-host here. Huh? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate yeah, the invite. Absolutely. So uh, we got Jamie with us. Jamie Jarman. Hi. From? From Jarman's Craft Coffee. Yeah, Jarman's Craft Coffee. We have... Um, We've tasted some things, and uh, I don't think there's any going back at this point. <laughs> We're hooked now, huh? We are. For real. It's all right. The first one's free. The second one's five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife was like, she's like, okay, so you're going to do what? You're going to a distillery at 5 p.m. to drink coffee? To drink coffee? Yeah. I'm like, she's like, you can be up all night. I'm like, it's going to be worth it. And as Chris said, what'd you say? Um, I have a very short memory span. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You have, you have I said a, a lot of things. <laughs> Basically, Chris said that uh, yeah, I won't get any sleep tonight, but a oh, lot of shit's gonna get yeah. done. Everything yeah. will be done. <laughs> Everything will be done. Jack will be really happy in the morning. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah, she will. We talked about cutting All. a tree down in the front yard with my hands, uh, but no. So we're tasting uh, Jamie's craft uh, coffee from Jarman's Craft Coffee, dude. Mm-hmm. This stuff is fantastic. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Really, it's really good. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun to to experiment with the different barrels and to see what flavors we can bring out. Well, even just the even just the regular roasted was fantastic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like if we would have left after just that cup, I would have I would have felt like I was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, have you been um so give us a background a little bit. I okay. mean, are you have, are you in the coffee industry? Are you So, uh, total uh hobbyist enthusiast, I guess, uh with coffee. So, um I uh I've been home roasting probably since uh, 2012, so maybe a good six years now. And uh, um, basically, coffee got me through the CPA exam, uh, got me through a lot of college and all that. And uh, um, back in the day, I just really thought coffee was all the same, like it was kind of stale and just kind of boring, and you just used it for getting the caffeine and and getting a shot in the arm, so to speak. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and uh, so it all just kind of changed one time when uh, we were on vacation and... uh, basically toured a uh, coffee farm and uh, realized, oh, uh, you can actually buy green coffee that's unroasted and, you know, you can actually roast it really fresh and then get amazing flavor out of it. And so um, just kind of started that whole process and that journey down the road. Where was that at? Where was the coffee farm? So we were um, on vacation in the Big Island. So it was a Kona um, on the Kona region. And so um, we uh, toured a place called Greenwall Farms. And uh, so we got to go through and see um, um, how um, the cherries, uh, the coffee starts off as, as a cherry on a tree. And 
And, uh, and so you got to see that whole process and how they uh, pull the coffee uh, off the trees and how they select them and pick them and then dry it out and that different process. And then uh, they kind of uh, told us that we can, we can buy green coffee and, and then you, people actually home roast and that kind of thing. And so um, I was uh, uh, intrigued to start a new hobby. And, and uh, so as soon as we got back home, got, a, got my first little bitty small roaster and just started playing around. Was it the popcorn popper? Can't don't it, people do that? It was. Yeah. It basically was. So like, so I had some friends around the country who uh, who uh, did do that, where they actually took old uh, like uh, Redenbacher, uh, you know, Orville Redenbacher like pop- poppers and just turned them into things. And so what I did is uh, I, I bought like an old uh, like a um, it was a it was a fresh roast. It was the company, and it, it basically could air pop maybe four ounces of coffee okay and uh take maybe 10 minutes and it was just an air popper and and that whole concept so started off playing around with that and uh and so um basically from there started uh did that for a couple years and then uh moved on to the next level so how how did it turn out so it was good um it uh you know it was basic you know it was just uh, there's not much you can do with that with with that but you can begin to learn the process and uh did that uh just for my own little consumption uh needs uh early on um, started uh, allowing uh, my daughter, who was maybe uh, a year and a half, almost two, um, to drink some decaf. So I'd get some decaf beans and roast those. And so then she uh, quickly got hooked into the coffee experience as well. And uh, you got to train them young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so. they get. I, I think it's interesting you say that because with my ki- my kids, I told them if you took the, like the Cicerone uh, certification, like level four, they mm-hmm. would pass it. They know, like, mm-hmm. if ham touched the tortilla that they had. Like, was there ham? Like, their taste buds are phenomenal, right? Yes. yes. So, so she probably was able to pick things out that, yeah. like, you know, maybe couldn't describe what it was. But, you know, but she could too. tell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, she's now almost 10. Uh, actually, she is 10. Her birthday was on Sunday. Nice. And so um, now I've started uh, slowly letting her occasionally have uh, – a cup of caffeinated coffee, and uh, yeah. so that's uh, that's been a fun experience as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Er, er, really early on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Measure it out in very specific quantities. Yeah. So yeah. So so. A uh, funny story related to that. Maybe about three or four years ago, we um, we had a babysitter come. So my wife and I went on a date. My daughter, um, who's been drinking coffee with me since she was two, um, she um, she knows how to make a French press and and, nice. and that. But she always you know knows to use the decaf beans and, and that. So we get home about midnight, and the babysitter says, "Hey, um, your daughter's still awake, and uh, she uh, she she uh, wants to come. Want you guys to come up and say hi to her." So we go up and say hi, and she's got a little fidgety going on, and she's wide awake, and you know that. And she, and we asked how the night went, and she's like, "Great, I made a French press for the baby." babysitter and me and we drank it and da, 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 and uh she uh so we didn't really didn't dawn us she's got a lot of energy anyways but yeah. so it didn't dawn us the next day like she hadn't put everything away so i'm going through the coffee in the morning <laughs> and realized she actually was using my caffeinated coffee <laughs> i was like oh that's why she was so awake yeah she was you're, amped. Gonna, you're gonna have that household where instead of having to mark the line in the liquor bottles you're gonna have to mark the line in the coffee jar like yeah. where the beans coffee are and make sure that you, they didn't disappear while you were gone <laughs> Exactly. She's gonna like go to the store. That's a good one. Go mm-hmm. to the store and grab some like you know, yeah, Starbucks beans mm-hmm. or something. Like, oh, just fill them into this. Dump level. them in there. No yeah. one will notice. And you'll be like, I definitely know. I notice. Yeah, yeah. And, I know the difference between water and vodka. And yeah. now, and now uh, that now that we're um, barrel aging coffee, uh, 
she's she's gotten to taste some of the cold brew of the, of the barrel aged and, and some different uh, versions of the barrel aged coffee and um, so she's now taken an interest to just like what is bourbon and what is this and then yeah. like she, she's tasting it with uh, with that flavor in it and she's like oh I love the bourbon uh. coffee you know just so she's just like is make this, sure she is says this? that at yeah. like parent teacher like, night yeah it's like yeah. yeah it's like oh boy yeah. what have we done but you know but that's uh, you're you're she's gonna have good taste though that's, yes, she that's will. good you know she's not yes, gonna be standing will. at lines which is crazy to me. The places with the longest lines always have the worst coffee, in yes. my opinion. Yep. You know, yep. you go into a place that you know. I don't know. There's there's a lot of good coffee places mm-hmm. out here. Too. There is, but yeah. there's always a line at Dutch Brothers. Oh, I've had I've always. had that once. Two. And I it was it was horrible. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't I'm know just I'm trying to. But it was horrible. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's just yeah. It, got, it just yeah. only proves your point. The longer the line, the worse the coffee definitely right. is. Mm-hmm. People are lined up like uh, like mm-hmm. around the corner. Like can't even yep. get into the Costco. It's like come on. <laughs> Uh, but, God, come but, on, I need 400 pounds of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, right. Because everything's $20. Everything is $20 at Costco, seems like. So I'm curious, that, uh-huh. wh- what is that process? How do you barrel age coffee? Yeah, so basically what we do is we get a fresh barrel from a distillery or from a brewery. Such as Adventurous Steel. Such as Adventurous Steel. <laughs> so, um, so what we've been able to drink tonight... Um, is Colombian coffee that was aged in an Adventure Stills uh, bourbon barrel. And so I get the barrel. We take the green coffee unroasted, and we age that uh, anywhere from two months to five months, six months, just whatever it takes to get the flavor that we kind of, that we're looking for. And but specific, So you're mm-hmm. putting the beans in the barrel, but do you put like water in the barrel too no. or anything? You just no. sweat it? Okay. No, no, too, yeah. no, it's actually interesting because uh, like coffee um, – like you don't want it to get really wet because okay. then over time it's going to you know mold oh, or sure. you know, things are going to happen to the coffee and so um so the barrel has to be dry but yet it still has to have you know th- the fresh spirit in it that the bean can actually absorb ah interesting so, yeah okay yeah. so the, the the reason barrel aging spirit works is because as mm-hmm. temperature moves as temperature yep. swings the 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 wood will pull the liquid into the into the into the pores and then mm-hmm. you know as it heats up and expands you get that and then as it cools off it pushes out and then yep. so in the coffee experience what because there's definitely like we've already tried it you can definitely taste that this was in a barrel yeah i i'm fascinated to understand why that works so basically um how i like to describe it coffee until it's roasted it is like a sponge it's very porous and it absorbs its environment okay so many times coffee storage that's unroasted is in a um in a type of bag that doesn't allow flavor to get in and and so we're kind of taking the opposite approach with the barrel aging so we're with it being inside of a barrel it's actually beginning to absorb uh whatever whatever's in that Barrel. That's fascinating. So it's mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing that the wood does for a spirit, yeah. but it's its own uh, medium. Yes. Yeah. That's so, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? I mean, I know yeah. you're you're a craft guy. Yep. So right? I think uh, that's how yeah. we got connected. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, you're so, very yeah. active. Yeah. No pun intended, right? <laughs> very active. Yeah, you're yeah. very active in the beer community, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah. So um. So for me, it's been an interesting journey because uh, coffee's kind of. Uh, the first beverage that I really got into to just kind of as an enthusiast. And so it kind of came through the process of roasting and, and 
so from that, um, I began to notice that certain breweries were putting coffee in beers. And so that really piqued my interest. And so I started trying different dark beers and, and, um, I wasn't really into hops or any of that yet. It was just all like porters and stouts and, and um, so seeing the coffee and what it would do, a, do to a beer was just incredible. And so that really got me into the craft beer uh, community out here in Arizona. And from there, um, it just naturally led me into uh, trying barrel-aged beer. And, uh, and so just has been like this just entire evolution of just how, how uh, one thing leads to another. And so then from the barrel-aged beers, then um, I was intrigued to see, okay, I hadn't really ever really been into whiskey or, or spirits that much, uh, cocktails, but that's about it. And so was really interested then to see what whiskey and bourbon actually tastes like. So got into that, and, um, and then it all just kind of back and forth, just uh, started realizing that some I've seen some people do barrel-aged coffee, and so I started buying some barrel-aged coffee and seeing what that was like. And then I was like, if I can get a hold of some barrels, I want to give this a shot and see what I can do with it. So Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's fantastic. Like, <laughs> so so coffee was really your, you started there, and the, yeah. and, and it opened up the rest of the the craft world mm-hmm. too. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because that that's it's usually not, not that. that the, I mean, people like coffee and then they like beer, but it's not uh-huh. usually that segue into mm-hmm. specifically. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's some good coffee beers out this way too. Yeah. Some great coffee beers. Yeah. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Joe Max is Joe Max. Joe Max is yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's one of my favorites. Press coffee. And, yep. Mm. Yeah. You can even get a little little get, pump yeah. of uh, that, well, of that's one extra of the favorite coffee. things to do yeah. at the brewery. There is at Rent House. Yeah. You know, we'll get a pint of Joe Max and then we'll t- get a shot of uh, the cold brew. Yeah. And then add that to it. <laughs> Rent Rent House is the only place that it's appropriate to ask for something with room and put more coffee in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not asking for room with creamer. Right. For, <laughs> for more coffee. Can I get a scoop of ice cream in there? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's something that I did a lot was uh, the last few years is uh, when I was really getting into coffee beers, um, KBS from Founders mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Breakfast Stout is one of my favorite things to do is to um, pour that over some vanilla bean ice cream. Oh yeah, and just make like a float out of uh, a beer magical. float. Oh, yeah, so good. I'm going to try that. I know mm-hmm. we should right now. Let's go. Come on. So. What was really cool, too, is the way when we came in here, too, you had a whole setup here, too, right, to taste the different yes. ways. I mean, we have cold brew. We have what, – what do we got? Like, what Yeah, do- so um, so we started off with some cold brews. So we made um, an original cold brew with the Colombian uh, coffee, and so that's the un-a- unbarrel-aged uh, coffee. And then we made a cold brew out of the barrel-aged um, coffee. And so we did it as a cold brew f- to start with, and then uh, – we had that, and then we moved to a pour-over, and we did the barrel-aged uh, via pour-over, and um, that's just a fun experience. So you get to see what happens when you use uh, fresh coffee in the pour-over versus stale coffee and, and watch the uh, uh, watch it bubble up. And yeah. yeah, that was really fascinating to watch. It kind of blooms up on top as, it, as some, whatever science is happening in the right in front of you. It's, All yeah. sciencing in front of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, somebody said it looked like a brownie, and it totally yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the pour over because it you really get the it, it really gets the darkness of it. Like the mm-hmm. I don't know the word I'm looking for. You know, Chris. 
Nope. Essence. I really wanted to yes and that, but I don't know what you were going for. I, uh, I, I accept full responsibility. Yeah. That was no, 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 no. Uh, this, this coffee's got us going. We're all like, ah. I feel like we've been podcasting for 30 minutes, but it's been like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely caffeinated coffee. Yeah, I think it is. is what we, we can all agree on in this moment. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a, a, a favorite way? So it was super interesting. The cold brew mm-hmm. that we tried first, the cold the, the barrel-aged cold brew versus the pour-over barrel-aged was a completely different experience. Yes. And... And and it's the only difference is the way that it was it's brewed. Just the it's, it's the process. Mm-hmm. Do you have a f- favorite uh, way of uh, imbibing your your creations? Uh, it goes back and forth. Like for the longest time, I've been a French press guy, mm-hmm. so I love the oils and I just love the strength of a good French press. The more I have cold brew, the more I like it. Uh-huh. To me, the cold brew I get a lot of that same boldness and that same flavor, but it's very smooth. And um, it's a lot less acidic. And so it, um, I guess for many people, your stomach handles it better. And I know that's true for me. So if I'm consuming lots of coffee, then the cold brew uh, treats your body a little better. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so I really like that. Um, I've gotten into the uh, pour over method the last few weeks. And that's a whole lot of fun. And just uh, your action, it's like just like a craft doing it and so it's just you uh learning how to make the water flow and, and and just really how the different pacing of water will affect the actual taste of the yeah, coffee. it really is kind of an art form unto mm-hmm. itself i mean it's a performance yeah trying to get a, a cup of coffee but it makes a difference in the in the final product yeah as, as crazy as it seems to say but taking that time mm-hmm. me- making your measurements all of those things it, it absolutely makes a difference in the final product yeah yeah, it's kind of the fun of it too right Mm -hmm. yeah i I like because i use the aeropress um and chase was giving me shit about it earlier (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no i use the aeropress so like just it's the process of it getting the grinder out Mm -hmm. doing the scoops like i I just i like that aspect of it you know obviously i like drinking the coffee too but But but, there's that right Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's but there's something to that i think there's something to that um that uh routine that preparation and and you know what am I trying to say here? There, there's like a anticipation. Well, there, there, there's that, but there's a whole experience with it. Yes. Not just the final cup. Like when, when you really start getting into one, like you've described, there's a there's a difference between waking up bleary eyed and just hitting start on mm-hmm. on your drip machine and whatever garbage comes yeah. out of the bottom of it, which is mostly what I drink. I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, only out of laziness. I, I take full responsibility, but I have a French press at home, and, yep. and when I want to have a good cup of coffee, I'll go get good beans, and, and, and that there's something kind of almost relaxing to that process. It's, it truly Very is true, an experience, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's, I think, why we as, uh, like, we loved to, uh, over the years, we've loved to host and have people over and, and we make different types of coffee and we got all the different gadgets and the espresso machine and, you know, and the drip machine and you know, all these different things. And so, you know, uh, we'll have friends and family over and it's, can you make a Vietnamese coffee tonight or can you do this? And, you know, well, you know how about a cappuccino or can you do a macchiato or just different things? And so, uh, so it's a lot of fun just interacting and sharing the experience of coffee and um, the experience of 
good coffee and the different flavors that can come out. And so uh, that's, I think for us is um, we're very, uh, our family is very connection driven and, and wanting to be connected with people, with ourselves as our family, but then also with those around us. And so that's what we use uh, coffee for. That's what, uh, that's, I think that's why as I've gotten into beer and I've gotten into craft whiskey and, and spirits, it's, it's all about um, being connected and that experience together. And yeah. so that, that's, that's what all this is about for us. I need to come over to your house for breakfast for sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah, me at Vietnamese coffee. There that's, you go. I don't even know what's in Vietnamese coffee, but I know when I have half of one, I'm like solving the world's problems. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's so so sweet and strong and yeah. good. Oh. What is it like? What so is so um, a big component of it is condensed milk. Okay. And so there's a lot of that sweetness going on there, and it's 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 a small little uh, pour over basically that um, you're using specific Vietnamese coffee, and then from there, you're. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's doing an imitation of me. Yeah. He's, he's a one or two too many. Yeah. Actually, maybe that wasn't Getting an imitation. Shakes. I think that was actually real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. So um, I was going to ask you too. So you, you've got all. The, it's it's interesting. You go through different like different styles of what you want too, yeah. right? Because a lot of people find the one thing. Like with me, with my French press, I don't mix it up. That's yeah. I just do that. I put two scoops in make it strong, super strong, and then that's it. But I like how you go through phases of different, you know, yeah. it's like drinking beer, right? You yeah. go through Pilsners and then you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm tired of Pilsners. I want to do New England style IPAs, you know? So yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. With, and with me, with beer, like I came from the dark stuff, but then I've really, really over the last couple of years gotten into IPAs yeah. and, and there's, there's certain seasons and certain times when like maybe 90% of the beer that I'm drinking are IPAs. And uh, then there's other times when, you know, I haven't had an IPA for months because it's just all been stouts and, yeah. and bombs and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, and probably now you probably go more for the cold brew because it's yes. 147. Now it's, now yeah. it's uh, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. IPA and cold brew season. Yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. yeah. yeah. Um, so what you got a, like, commercial level roaster at this point yes, right yeah, yeah so you moved up from the popcorn popper. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so now um, <laughs> so now i've got a, a an actual drum roaster and so um it's it's still very small batch so the uh, drum roaster that we have is can do about uh, 800 uh, grams at a time so give or take around 25 ounces um or so um depending on how much uh, weight loss in the in the bean when you actually roast it and so, um, yeah, so it, the, uh, the model that I had before that was, um, was a roaster that would only do at max about 12 ounces. Okay. So I've more than double the capacity oh, wow. and, uh, and I can actually do more in this drum, but, um, the, the sweet spot is about 80% of the compass capacity yeah. is what I've figured out so far. So don't yeah. want to max it out. No, yeah, no. Yeah. You want to have some room to <laughs> play with the, the power and, and the heat and that kind of thing. And so, yeah. so how much time did it take for you to kind of dial it into the the roasting level you like and yeah so so uh, yeah so it again it depends on uh, it depends on each bean and each bean kind of tells you kind of what you what it is best at and for what you're trying to do and so it's it's really um applying different heats to it and so essentially when the roasting process happens um, you can control essentially three different variables so you've got the drum speed and then the heat and then you've got the fan that's um, pulling out um, uh, smoke and, and, and as it's heating up and it's pulling out like some of the chaffs so or some of the skin of the actual coffee comes out and so to get that out of there so that's not burning in the drum and so there's those three variables and so it's just learning 
how that bean is responding so that you um, don't have crazy spikes and, and you're getting a good, um, it's kind of like uh, the roasting process involves a curve. And so the bean basically, you've got a, you've got a drum that might be set to 190 degrees Celsius or you can give or take, depending on what you're doing. And then the bean might go in at room temperature. So now you've got um, like two different temperatures that are trying to equalize and then it's going up and you know, you're ultimately trying to get the bean um, to whatever roast profile you want. And so you've got, um, you know, you might be trying to take the bean to 215 degrees Celsius, uh, higher, lower, depending on what you're trying to do. And so you don't want it to get too high, um, too early, or it's developing wrong and it's not bringing out the flavors that you want it to do. So it's a process. Um, it's, it's probably taken me for, for um, this set with this, with this drum, um, probably uh, a good couple of weeks to actually um, play around and then taste it and see see how it's going and then how the different variables are interacting so it, it's a process but it's worth it yeah so. so are there any like telltale signs where you can tell like what the, mm -hmm. you have your three factors you control but how can mm -hmm. you tell if you're hitting your mark so you can you process? can see it like so so the the um basically use um as well as watching the the color of the bean change mm -hmm. from the green unroasted bean to whatever uh, roast color you're trying to get to um, which corresponds to different um, temperatures and that um, you then have a graph that most of most like this drum has a graphing software to help you see kind of how it's going along that curve okay. and so you're trying to balance it out so it's a it's a it's a blending of the amount of heat and the fan to get it to go along a nice curve and not like spike the bean way too fast yeah. and so it's just just kind of an art form of just just making yeah, the bean develop nicely yeah and I've, I've heard that like um i haven't i've had coffee there but i haven't had like the actual beans at mm -hmm. uh it was a pachotto mm -hmm. I, i've heard that guy is like a mad scientist yeah with those beans. that's like, what i've heard too yeah. i got yeah i got to get over there? there i've had i've been there yeah, yeah good yeah. stuff yeah. Cool place too. Very yeah. cool place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're on my list. So it's, it's one of those things that, um, that because I roast for our family and then for friends and, and now doing this is that I don't necessarily get out to try a whole lot. Yeah. And so I make it a point to try to get out every now and then, and then to order some and have it shipped to the house or that kind of thing. And, and to see what other people are doing and just enjoy it because, um, you know, there's a lot of people making good coffee. So, yeah. You know, so are are you roasting at your home? So yeah, so I'm uh, I, I roast out of the house, and so um, I've I'm quickly outgrowing with the barrels sure. and, and, and the space that I can have, and so um, no more parking I, in the garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, and so over time, as uh, I'm starting to get contacted a little more every day by different breweries or different places that hey, we're going to have a barrel come up, and uh, and would you be interested? Or you know, there's some uh, different. Um, uh, spirit societies and, uh, online that now um, I might have opportunities to get some barrels from them. And so now um, quickly we'll be uh, having to end up probably looking for a space, but we'll see. So we will figure out what makes sense. So. I mean, it's the kind of problems you want to have, I, yes. I assume, right? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like in my, uh, my, my career so far as a tech CPA, I, uh, you know, you're a lot more calculated. You, you want to know the end before you kind of get started and that kind of thing. And uh, but with this, it's just a fun journey. And so what shape, what happens like, you know, and, and so That's I've great. got three barrels going right now and, and more on the way. And, you know, we're, we're um, about to have some coffee that'll that'll um, make its way into some beer soon and, and some different um, nice. projects going on. And so it, it's just like 
where's this going? It's, it's right. pretty cool. And so just see it take shape. Lots of possibility. Yeah. Very cool. Sure. That's a very exciting. Mm-hmm. So before we, uh, I, I got a couple more questions for yeah. you, but we got a, you got a, oh, yeah, we got a coffee some. beer talking. Yes, coffee beer. that's true. So what yeah. is this? So this is a Cielo Oscuro from Dark Sky. So it's a uh, Imperial Stout that they did with uh, Brazilian coffee from Ground Control. And oh, so yeah. it's, uh, it should be ready to go. So I figured we would enjoy this today. Let's crack that thing so, open. I love go. Dark Sky. I mean, how can you not? I know, right? Yeah, they're doing they're doing some great stuff. Ah, there oh, it, yeah, is. it is. There we <laughs> That's go. a beautiful sound. Um, I love Dark Sky. Um, they they just they did their own thing. And they still do, but yes. like they they kind of um, I don't know uh, through through some naysayers at the beginning of you know they mm-hmm. didn't have any flagships and sometimes their beers weren't hits, but they were like, hey, we've got a vision where we want to be. Yep. Now look at them. Yeah. Three years in, and these guys yeah. are, they understand it. And and when I was talking with them um, for the podcast, they were just like, they were figuring out, like, how does how do things work together, right? Like, not necessarily like, okay, here are the ingredients in this book, but like, let's test shit out. Yeah. Let's just put it in there and see how it works. No one should be doing this, but you know what? We're going to do it. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, no, they love, it seems like they're always experimenting, and, and they're always having fun, so. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, Thanks guys. Thanks very much for bringing this. I am um, Jeff. <laughs> you want one? Here we go. We got you. Ah, oh, there you go. I got a glass for you. That smell is, I, I can't pinpoint that smell. Thank you. Let me see the ingredients. Chipotle. That's got to be what it is, right? Chipotle peppers. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So um, so what I was going to ask you, and, and I, I was going to ask you this before when we were talking about cold brew. So simple to do cold brew i mean is that one of the like because cold mm-hmm. brew is a pretty popular yeah. way to do coffee these mm-hmm. days so so let's say somebody buys your coffee and they want to do cold brew with it how, yes. how would they go about doing that so um there's several different ways really it can be as simple as you just have a pitcher and you get like a, like a filter like a nut bag kind of thing like if you're making like almond milk or something like that and using like a, a nut bag um it's as simple as that. Bag? Yeah, nut bag. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Jeff was about that. <laughs> yeah, so, like nobody's going to touch that, this. No one's going to do Nobody. That. That nope. <laughs> Whoa. There's, there's a whole guy locally that his whole business is it's based just, on that pun. Oh, yeah, the yeah. nut bag. Nut, nut sack. Yeah, the, yeah, the nut, nut sack. sack. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. got to get that guy Which is show. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I started off as simple as that, just, um, just doing it that way and uh, – and then you can, uh, what I'm doing now just for my own consumption is um, basically there's a um, different variants, different companies do it, but this one's from a, a company called Coffee Panda. Okay. And it's basically a 44 ounce uh, pitcher. And then it's uh, almost if you uh, would think of like a uh, infuser for tea, yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of that same concept. So it's got like a cylinder on the, in the middle that you put your, your ground coffee in and basically it just cold brews just over a period of time so, so like anywhere steep basically. yeah so it's essentially like steep in there. for anywhere from 10 hours to 24 hours depending on the recipe and just what you're doing with it and yeah. so yeah interesting so just mm-hmm. like you don't boil it and then put it in there it yeah. can be just straight cold water and yeah it's just yeah. cold water and you can put it on the counter for the time or you can put it in the fridge and you know and and so it's not um it's not using it's it, the coffee is not subject to heated water at all so that's what leads to um it being less acidic and easier on the stomach and that sort of thing so yeah 
I heard an interesting story. I was talking to a owner of like a local coffee shop and she was telling me about um, the way that like the big places roast their beans. She's like, they basically just destroy them, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's no sugar in them. Um, and there's what, like what a third of the caffeine. Yeah. And she, yeah. The, the, the way she explained it, she's like, because so that makes you put in, you know, ask for creamer, sugar, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And Flavor. then and flavor. And flavor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it makes you come back three times a day. Right. Cause there's lower, yeah. you know, so these, you know, places like you and places mm -hmm. like these local coffee shops that are, that are not just throwing them in a big roaster and just destroying them. Yeah. Th like you're, getting them so those beans get the proper respect that they deserve yeah right yeah yeah that so knows. we're yeah we're i mean we're we're caring for the bean we're um you know when we first started uh um maybe four or five years ago we decided one christmas to to when when i was just roasting for ourselves um to make christmas presents out of this right and so the tagline that we had used on these labels that we had made um was that this coffee was made with love and uh, it truly is like it, it's just a, uh, a craft that you know that we're not trying to just roast it to crazy darkness but um, we want you to experience the flavor of that coffee in that country and that region of that country so it's uh, each bean is unique and there's amazing flavor in each bean if you roast it the right way. Uh, interesting, like get like a South American compared to an African mm -hmm. bean and things like because African beans are usually what lighter and more like more fruity. Yeah, and, yeah, yep. yeah. So speaking of beans, how how do you source your beans? Is how did you find whomever it is that you're working yeah, with? Yeah, so so it's interesting. So when I was doing it, uh, kind of much more small scale, just a, a couple of pounds at a time. Uh, there was uh, a distributor out of Oakland that I'd get the green beans from and, and get them. They'd source them from all, all, all over the world. And, and so I was doing it that way. And then as I um, started getting into uh, a much more larger scale this way and, and buying them and 65, 65 pounds at a time of coffee um, or, or more, uh, how do you source that? And so um, what I started doing was really neat was seeing how coffee the coffee community is a lot like what i've seen a lot of the brewers um that 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 they okay. collaborate and they talk together and they share yeah. secrets and you know what do you do and so as i've gotten to know some of the different um um coffee roasters around the country um they start sharing okay th these are the suppliers you want to look at these are the suppliers that you want to stay away from and uh and so basically i use a company right now uh, called genuine origin and so you can buy them in 65 pound lots uh, um, and as many uh, of those as you want. And, and so they're from all over the world and they partner with the farms that are and the farmers that are actually producing that coffee. And so they help them um, with sustainability and just how to make a better quality, but also how to have livable wages and how to just really um, run a good business. So yeah, that's very interesting. How, and how did you find them? So I found them from um, a, a, a guy that, uh, that uh, I've gotten to know quite well named Dave up in Indiana. So he uh, is doing some really good stuff with uh, uh, barrel aging coffee and, and getting uh, uh, barrels from different breweries. And so his, uh, his company is called Smuggler's Coffee. And good he name. does some great nice. he does some great <laughs> stuff, and so uh, he's been very helpful in just uh, the whole process, and and he's the one that told me about the genuine origin and, and to go from there. So thank you, Dave. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, you Dave. Indiana, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> What's that theme song? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dang it, that would be a perfect time for it. Um, so, uh, no, that was a great question too. Like with, with the beans, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a that's a big thing in the coffee industry right now. Is like because yeah. I mean, what are the issues going on? I mean, is like farmers are just not mm-hmm. making the money, not that making they the should. money to provide for their families. Yeah, and, you know, and and it's just. Um, you know, it's sad to see and hear about, and so you you want everybody to be able to do what they love and be able to make the amount of money needed to be able to provide for their family and to um, to reward them for taking the risk and what they're doing. And so um, it's neat to be able to partner with suppliers that actually care about the farmers. Yeah, yeah. that's really. It sounds a lot like there's a lot of parallels with Sanagua malts. I would say, yeah. I just conceptually, yeah. that's that's really neat. I mean, it's mm-hmm. at least you know at least you know that the money you're spending to make a good product mm-hmm. is is being used in a positive way and in, in a way that helps. That's really neat. Yeah, bigger picture, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But definitely bigger than... Sustainability and, and all of those buzzwords that people like to use, but, it's, <laughs> but, they're, but yeah. they're meaningful. They're important. Right. I mean, just at least you know, A, where your beans are coming from, mm-hmm. and B, that you're giving back to those people. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's, yeah, That's it's one of those things that, that, that you... Um, if you think about it, it makes sense. Like just in, in business in general, if you take care of your people, then they're going to take care of your customers. Yeah. And, and, and so when, when places like Genuine Origin take care of the farmers and the people that are um, creating these coffee beans, the coffee beans are going to be better and, and they're motivated to not cut costs and cut corners just to try to provide for their family. Yeah. So it's yep. neat. No, oh, no, go ahead. No, no, ahead. Mine mine was going to be less thoughtful than what you were going to say. <laughs> That's setting me up for a big <laughs> failure now, but I'm going to hit this out of the park. Are you ready there for you this? Go. There you go. So, you're also like we've already talked about, you're also a big fan of the craft beer scene. Yeah. Are in in the coffee world, are there like beans that are like the white whales that people search for just like there's there's uh beers that everyone like have bucket lists for or like are, treehouse are like beer, treehouse special, coffee yeah, beans. Like special <laughs> hard to find stuff yeah. or anything like that. Or yeah, no, none that I've uh, come across, so to speak. I mean, I've um, with coffee. Um, you know, it's it's uh, just. I think it's a lot like breweries that until you hear about them, you know. But 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 for me, like uh, as I started researching barrel aged coffee, um, Smugglers was high on my list to try, and so um, connecting with Dave has been incredible. And, and then um, in the same kind of realm uh, space of, of just regular um, good craft coffee, uh, some people up in Prescott, Arizona, uh, Orange Cactus Coffee, uh, Mike and Jake, they're doing some great things. And out of so Prescott? out of Prescott, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And so um, and so I've had the, the the opportunity to get some of their coffee and taste it, and they're making some good stuff too. And so um, there's none I, I think that that stick out to me of like oh that's the place to try that like i just got to go get that um but um but there's probably some out there for sure so yeah so the one that sticks out in my mind is the only one that i know about the civet Mm -hmm. coffee the one that there's a specific type of uh it's not exactly a cat but it's in that family that eats the berries yeah Shits it out. Shits them out. <laughs> Crafts it out. Yeah. And then they, and then you collect the beans, and um, and then they roast from that. But yeah, that I, I was just curious if you'd heard of any other things like that. Or, yeah, I've or, heard of that, and I've heard of I think concepts of uh, using elephants and using cats, and wow. I'm intrigued. But 
yeah. I'm not sure if I would spend the money to. So I was going to say this. I was going to say this. Holy mm-hmm. shit on this Dark Sky beer. Uh, yeah, I think this that's good stuff, huh? It's yeah, fantastic. Thank you very yeah, much for bringing this. this. Yeah, this you're welcome. This. Gorgeous. Yeah. 11.5%. 11.5, yep. Does not drink like an 11.5%. It hides that's what it those, well. those gypsies up there on the hill are doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so coffee, when it's going to be out yes. soon, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so right now, what we're doing is we're having, uh, we're going to announce it first uh, through our newsletter through email subscription. Okay. So we're we're asking everybody to go to the email uh, to our website and then subscribe that way. We're going to let everyone know via email when the pre-order is open. We're looking uh, that it's going to be within the next week. And so possibly at the end end of this week. And so um, we're only going to have about 50 uh, sets of coffee available for this first limited release. And so what we're doing is, um, is we've got a box set of uh, 12 ounce bags. One bag is the original Colombian uh, coffee. And then uh, the other bag is the barrel aged coffee that was aged in the adventure stills bourbon barrel. And, and so we, we are very excited to um, allow people to, to see these side by side and to experience what the coffee, the original coffee tastes like, just, uh, just uh, the flavor of that, and then what the, bur- the bourbon actually does to it as well. Ah, beautiful. And so how do they opt into that? Uh, you said the website. What is yeah, the website? Yeah, so jarmanscraftcoffee.com. Okay. You go to that website, and uh, still, um, there's it's still a work in progress. But if they if they go there, they can uh, they can sign up for the subscription, and then we'll send out an email and let everybody know as soon as uh, it's going to be available for pre-order. Beautiful, beautiful. So excited. I know. Oh man, it just get on there and, and order it. Right. This coffee is gorgeous. <laughs> it's it awesome is. stuff. It is so good. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know how many uh, how many ounces I drank, but uh, we've got these big cups that look like upside down <laughs> Devo hats. You know, yeah, they the, do, they, they do, do. <laughs> they totally <laughs> do. <laughs> Eric's gonna run home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack, I'll be home in twenty minutes. I'm running. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, Jamie, thanks for thanks for sharing your coffee with us. Yeah, and, my privilege. Yeah, stuff. yeah. This Thank is you. super exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. Nothing but the best to you. This is. I, you got a you got a quality product here, and I think it's clear that it's something you truly care about, and that shows in, in what we what we were drinking. So, thank you. I I will definitely be spreading the word. I have already sent pictures to one of my very closest friends moved away. He's in Boulder right now, but he's the person who introduced me to coffee. And nice. I've, I've already yeah. sent him pictures and like, just get on this. You'll you can thank me later. <laughs> yeah. Right now you can be jealous that I'm here, but. You can still have you this can coffee. You still get it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Not as quickly as I had it, but <laughs> pretty quick. So, uh, and you guys are on social media too, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Instagram, so Facebook, Instagram, all Facebook. that stuff. Yes. Yep. Twitter. So you just you look tweet? up. Uh, we don't tweet. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> I don't know if anybody does anymore. <laughs> right. I, Do think, I think the only people that tweet are the ones who have it linked to their Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> so, uh, well, Jamie, thanks, man. Yes, really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, thank yes. you very much. And uh, yeah, best of luck to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank right. you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, you bet. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>